0: five disco a new music podcast for listening pleasure my name is josh i'm adam it's my co-host and brother uh what we're trying to do here is this is a project we've been talking about for a while adam and i are big music nerds music lovers we're not necessarily experts or professionals or professional critics or we don't know you know every single thing about every single band but we love music we're constantly consuming and listening and talking about uh, music. It's our obsession. Adam's in a band. We're both aspiring songwriters, yada, yada. But essentially, one thing that Adam and I <clears throat> would do all the time would sort of every now and then text each other, go, what's your top five songs on an album or top top five songs on Pinkerton, top five songs on the White Album, or for that one it would be many more. But Essentially, we, we had this thing going where we would list our favorite songs on each album and talk about why we loved it. Eventually that evolved into, let's go through an artist's full discography. And so we started with who else but- The Beatles. The Beatles. And so we went through all 14 albums, You know, we'd go back and forth, give each other a little bit, and list our top five songs on each album, eventually rank the albums. We went in depth about each song, the music, the lyrics, the meaning, the progression, the patterns. We just sort of loved going through an artist's entire discography and exploring it,
1: following them through their career. Yeah, and seeing how exactly. each album goes into the next album, and just see their songwriting change, uh, progress. And improve. And progress, right exactly. for the better or exactly. for the worse.
0: And so we thought, hey, you know what? We we do this anyway. It would be fun to record it. A for posterity. B for other people who might enjoy it. C to create music discussions in the future with people. Um, out there our friends family fans etc you know our future fans of this podcast we'll see what happens but uh, <clears throat> the idea top 5 disco it may be a you know it's the closest i'm going to get to a pun for this podcast but essentially disco meaning discography we want to go through each we going to go through a bunch of bands discographies and go through each album and list our top 5 songs and talk through why we chose them what makes them special, why you should listen to this band, et cetera, et cetera. And not necessarily, actually. Um, They don't have to be bands that we love or like we could even do a band that we hate. Um, You know, I think going forward in this podcast, we'd like to cover a bunch of different types of bands, whether that's classic bands going through The Beatles or Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Joni Mitchell from the classics, to bands that people don't know as well. You know, one of my favorite bands of all time, The Blue Nile, Abandoned Pools. Big Star. Big Star is a great one. All these, you know, bands that people haven't heard of. We want to go through uh, newer classics, you know, new bands, Vampire Weekend, Phoenix, bands that people love that are sort of of the newer generation. But what I think the most fun will be, and we want to do all of these. We've got like I've got a list of 180 bands. This could last us 10 years. We'll see. Um, But I think, to me, the most fun fun ones to do will be the bands that. I would consider radio bands or bands that, you know, are sort of mainstream that people, everyone knows, and when the singles are on the radio, you know all the words, even if you pretend not to, but you hate them and you, you know, or you secretly like them, pretend to hate them, or people just don't give a fair shake, essentially is what I'm trying to say. Right.
1: And you incorrectly assume perhaps that the rest of their songs are like that song yeah
0: exactly so i mean i can't wait for our backstreet boys and britney spears podcasts oh, <laughs> but i mean maroon five green day dave matthews band blink 182 uh taylor swift that's going to be a great episode kanye west but anyway we thought as our inaugural podcast we'd love to start with a band that fits in that category <clears throat> that we both love which is coldplay um I guess I sort of already gave our bias. We do love this band, I'm gonna speak for both of us. Um, But it's a band that, that, like we said, I think a lot of people don't give a fair shake. I think they rose so very quickly in popularity, huge singles, and even now, they've got these big radio EDM bangers that sort of chase trends and it's a little bit pandering. We'll get there, I don't wanna spoil anything, but this is a great band and I love to cover them. And so what we're gonna do here is go through Coldplay's discography, album by album, each of us list our top five songs, talk about why we love them or hate them, we'll do our top five least favorite songs, uh, maybe top five worst lyrics, because that's another thing that Chris Martin gets flack for, which I can't necessarily always defend, is his lyrics. But um, but
1: it's not all black and white. It's Ooh, not all black and white, that's
0: right. <clears throat> so, let's begin. Um, I guess first we can just sort of talk about uh, Coldplay as a band. Well, first of all, us as fans. Um, what's kind of special about coldplay for me is that i got into them as they started i mean this is a newer band i can't say that for obviously the beatles or a lot of these bands from the 80s 90s and whatever um but coldplay i remember when the first album dropped i remember yellow being a big single i got the first two albums and i devoured them And every album since then i've i've gotten into when it dropped which is exciting for me that not only bands you can say that is awesome yeah i didn't know that yeah you got into them in my place.
1: Yeah, I feel like it was on a Now CD that I now, probably now, shout out to the Now CDs, which were my first albums too. Yeah, whatever, whatever number that was. I don't know if it was Now six. That might just be arbitrary, but definitely I heard in my place. I'm sure I knew Yellow before that, but yeah. And I, it's not like I listened to In My Place and then and then went into that album. I just that's the first song that I remember. I was like, ooh, Coldplay, something special, and then eventually as you are my provider of music at some point in my uh, adolescent years i asked you for some of those albums and then started listening and it was a good time and here
0: we are where yes. coplay is actually about to to enter their 20th year as a band which is pretty nuts that's awesome i'm pretty sure they they started 96 97 we'll get into sort of the first dps before the album but you know we're cr- recording this in 2017 that's 20 years of being a band and we've sort of have grown up with them which is pretty cool so let's sort of start i don't know how much I don't know we both try to do sort of research beforehand we, we've been listening to this band for for i guess like we could say two decades now um maybe a little less uh but you know i think in preparation i, I bought a bunch of coldplay books i was going to research and read didn't do that at all spoiler but we sort of <laughs> we sort of still have been consuming all the music, so do a little research i got wikipedia up here in case i need to cross cross-reference, cross-reference anything um
1: but uh do you know much about their history starting off? Uh I remember I believe that um Chris Martin obviously the lead singer and songwriter, primary we'll songwriter, yeah, yeah, I, I don't, don't know, know if that's that true. Might change. Um and Johnny Buckland went to some college, you I'm not quizzing you. <laughs> some <laughs> university <college> in London, <laughs> yeah. Uh where they met and I think like in during orientation they decided they wanted to form a band and that's sort of what kept them going for the next however long they stayed at school and then they that's found the Guy Berryman which who's the bass player and I recently found out with you that he is Scottish yes. not actually English um, and then I think the last the last member to join was Will Champion the drummer and very fun fact uh, he was a musician before he joined Coldplay but he had never played drums before they asked him to play drums, so it was I think even a little less than two years before they even recorded their first album, he started playing the drums. And he's a good enough musician that I'm, he just yeah he it clearly up, really. is a
0: renaissance man. I yeah. mean, you can see we'll talk about further the sort of other roles he can play. Even watching the live videos, he's he's playing everything, yeah. he's playing guitar, he's singing, right? He's main, main background right. vocalist, which yeah. I didn't
1: know until doing this very in depth. Uh, Research, which makes me very happy, because I'm also somewhat in that role as a drummer. And yes, Adam has his own band. I think I mentioned earlier he's the drummer for. I won't plug it right now.
0: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) but Loose Buttons is the name. (laughs) You will plug (laughs) it. So yeah, they all got together in college. Phil Harvey, they call the fifth member of the band, kind of like the Beatles. uh, What's his name? Um, George Martin. George Martin. Yeah. Um, Did you know? Do you know the band names before they settled on Coldplay?
1: Pectorals
0: yep. with a and the Z The only thing worse than Coldplay as a band name Is probably Pectorals with a Z It's
1: actually funny, I don't Know, you know how much i don't like the name i don't know how much i don't like the name Coldplay. I think as in it's I so think i
0: like it i think it's so comfortable to us now because we know and like the band so much well, that's how it goes with all band
1: names like radiohead is a terrible name too I don't Radiohead. i don't find that I, it's uh, funny there's something about that i, I like, like the image words together. of a radiohead uh, pearl jam i for some reason i just love those <laughs> <laughs> i like all of those <laughs> you know what maybe i don't know some what a sort good, of adjective name noun is. yeah
0: Bare Naked Ladies. See. Now that's a band name. No, I see there. We'll get it's, we'll get into Bare Naked Ladies, we'll the most me. underrated band of all time. We'll, see, we'll talk about that later. Um, so yeah, they were Pectorals with a Z. Then they became Starfish, yes. which still not great. But there's a band out there, Jellyfish. It's not that different. <clears throat> Maybe that's why they changed. Not that it's good. <laughs> <laughs> True. Anyway, they settled on Coldplay. We got the foursome with the fifth member Phil Harvey. Let's go through the band members again. Chris Martin, lead vocals, guitar, piano. He does a bunch of things. Uh, Johnny Buckland on guitar, lead guitar, uh, Guy Berryman on the bass, and Will Champion on the drums. Just had to get that out there.
1: Yes. In case the guys are listening. Because we're going to name them. Yes.
0: Um, so, yeah. I guess we'll just start off. Uh, before they hit their first debut album, they started off with the Safety EP, uh, which was self-released. They recorded it in one weekend for demo purposes to send it out to record companies say, hey, you guys interested in the band? Uh, I actually looked this up. It costs 1,500 pounds, which I actually looked up. There's a way to look up how much that translated to in that year, 1998, and it was about $2,500. I don't know. You've done more recording in real studios than me. Is that that expensive, cheap, three-song EP?
1: Uh, Back then, that sounds expensive, but it was with, I don't know. Because everything's more DIY nowadays. Right. You can so, sort of do anything And So back then, computer. even just 20 years ago, yeah. you might have had to drop that money to get yeah. something more professional.
0: But anyway, they record this in one weekend. They self-financed it. Uh, it's a three-song EP. Bigger, Stronger was the first song. No More Keeping My Feet on the Ground. Such a rush. Um, yeah, thoughts? We, we, we listen to everything. We've listened to every song I've ever put out, I think.
1: Unless... And, and Except for Ode to Deodorant, unless you listen to that. I saw Ode to Deodorant, <laughs> which I didn't listen to, and I it's saw something it. called, uh, I had it written down. It's like some strange name. I'm going to get it for you in a second. Mookie, Bla- Mookie something? It, sound, it sounds like that. It's um, Yui. Hold on, I'm going to Mookie Blalack, by the way, for trivia, is the original name of Pearl Jam,
0: named after a basketball player whose number was 10, hence the debut album 10. Uh, Mui Elebogen Mui Elebogen Yeah I have not heard that, that Okay so full finished. disclosure We've not listened to Two Coldplay songs Out of about
1: 150 <laughs> So we'll be okay um, So first EP Thoughts um, It's got a sound The production sound Maybe I'm used to just uh, albums or songs from the late 90s that sound more produced cleaner there's some very early 90s production sounds i mean it's
0: it's it's, the guitars the vocals are kind of lo-fi yeah and that may just be because there's a cheap recording or from the 90s or yada yada um to me this entire ep is just radiohead the whole, mm-hmm. Every song sounds like Radiohead. I can hear Tommy York over every song. And again, I'm not necessarily... It's, it's a criticism, but it's not really a criticism. I don't really like people who are like, oh, they sound too much like the other band. But if the songwriting is fresh, the songs are new, they're not ripping off melodies, it's okay to sound like one of the best bands in the world. Right. Um, obviously, I think and I'm happy that they've sort of progressed and became their own sound. But like Bigger Stronger it has got the spooky vocals, distorted guitar riffs. It's just It's just all Radiohead. Um, I don't think bigger, stronger is much is anything special. But even bigger, stronger reminds me of Radiohead because of like fitter, happier on OK Computer, sure. which came out a year before. Yeah. maybe this doesn't mean anything.
1: Lyrics definitely are nothing special. Ify, yeah, <laughs> um, I want to be bigger, stronger, drive a faster car. I get the message he's trying to portray, but and I'll give him maybe tradities. it's like Beverly Hills. Maybe, Wizard.
0: But yeah, I mean, the the verses are pretty. A bigger, stronger chorus is underdeveloped. And I think most of the choruses here are underdeveloped. Uh, the only song I would really pick out and listen to, honestly, is the middle one, No More Keeping My Feet Off the Ground. Um, it's got this cool phaser guitar effect, which they eventually overuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of, all of a sudden, the bass and the drums come in and it comes kind of propulsive. Yeah, and,
1: there's this awesome sort of marchy... Dreamy kind Definitely. of sound the and then it snare goes into this <laughs> 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 God, <it's laughs>
0: It also just sounds like Radiohead, but that's okay. Harmonies are great. It's a good song. Such a rush, I think, is pretty boring.
1: I if- very much like that. It's <laughs> the funny. last half or just the ending, which also is extremely Radiohead. Yeah, just the way he's looking for some money. Exactly. If you listen to it, his inflections sound very Tom Yorky, and.
0: It's funny, I think early on, like nowadays people give Coldplay or don't like Coldplay for a very different reason than, than back then. Mm-hmm. But back then, the first two albums, especially the first album, everyone just called them Radiohead rip-offs. Like everything sounds like The Benz. Yeah. And maybe a little bit of uh, My Iron Lung EP and, and Pablo Honey, but everything sounds like The Benz. Anyway. I'm
1: sure there are some bands that come out right away, first EP, with a very unique sound. But I think people should give them a little more we're, credit. We're,
0: we're, we're cutting them some slack yeah. <laughs> on the safety EP. Okay, moving on. Um, after that, uh, it actually allowed them to sign to an independent label, Fierce Panda, looked them up. Basically, I don't know anyone else who's on there. <laughs> I think Deathcap for Cutie once put out an album out there huh. in Britain. Yada, yada, but whatever. Next was uh, the Brothers and Sisters EP that came out. Oh, I didn't say before. Safety came out in May of 1998. <clears throat> and uh, Brothers and Sisters, April of 99. Um, it's got Brothers and Sisters, Easy to Please, and Only Superstition. Another three-song EP. Uh, Four days to record. This one's even cheaper, 400 pounds, which is about $650. Hmm. Um, uh, Brothers and Sisters thoughts. I
1: think very similar. I I don't think it's that different. It's the same style. Um, Same style. I think the songwriting is that much better. That might just be coincidence. um, Or in that one year, maybe they just... Had some inspiration I'm uh, um, the first track I, I don't know super well i'm sure it's, it's because I, I listened to it and it, was, I, it wasn't didn't seem like anything special to me uh easy to please is i think extremely pretty and haunting did you
0: know anything and notice anything special about easy to please um, they no. took the melody to easy to please chorus and, and it's now the bridge of trouble easy to please goes uh it's so easy to please so easy which is they spun a web for me oh so i think they reused easy to please so i listened to it it's enjoyable but all i hear is trouble
1: now oh uh, i hope that doesn't happen to me now Uh, sorry
0: whatever you ruined a bunch of other things for me (laughs) right (laughs)
1: um and only superstition was so uh, this the first ep and the first two songs on this ep I honestly only listened to or I started listening to I found out about them really like a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Only Superstition I think you gave me years ago and I always thought that was just the coolest pre-Parachute song. It's definitely the it the, rocks. the most rocky yeah, song yeah. and just I don't know it, the chords they use Johnny's doing very cool um things on his guitar. I think it's also one of the
0: fir- I could be wrong about this I mean easy to please too but Only Superstition it's got Chris in his falsetto for the chorus, which uh-huh. hasn't happened since, and most, most of the Parachutes isn't even in that. So I think it was cool to hear l- l- a little more lo-fi, but rockin', but also him in a high register kind of pre-Parachutes. Yeah, yeah. It's good, Overly Superstition's good. A good chorus, it's dynamic. Um I like only superstition. Yeah. Um all right, moving on. I read that after their final exams, they uh got a five album record contract with Parlophone. Now, yeah. Parlophone is a pretty big deal. It's a big record company. I mean the Beatles. I think all the way to Sgt Pepper's before they got into Apple Records. I'm not you know right into us if if I got that wrong. But uh <laughs> I think they did, you know, all their albums uh in Britain via Parlophone Pet Shop Boys, Duran Duran, Supergrass, Blur, Chemical Brothers, Gorillas, all these pretty huge important british bands are on
1: Parlophones. So that's a pretty big deal to get a five record deal five record you deal. know you're about to be something
0: yeah which i mean i don't think that, i don't even know if that exists anymore these days like back back then when records were selling that was the idea is like hey we love you we will support you right we'll get you budgets for your
1: recording marketing well i'm also curious if if the first album is shit sells like yeah. shit do they then like drop them guess yeah, i guess not i don't know how that works yeah i don't think so thankfully I think it didn't work with this band
0: yeah it's more often that the band wants to leave the label and the label owns but you're right what if they're terrible actually that does happen who did that happen to Wilco Wilco submitted Yankee Hotel Foxtrot as far as I'm aware and the label hated it dropped them they were gonna release it independently and they did eventually none such picked it up anyway that that exact Mm. same happened interesting okay anyway five album deal I'm not sure if that just means albums or albums and EPs because the first thing they dropped on Parlophone was the Blue Room EP which for the most part are you know okay so the, the blue room ep includes bigger stronger and such a rush from the first ep i think they were just kind of padding it with what maybe the record label thought were their best songs which is interesting because bigger stronger yeah. and such a Rush" are like my least favorite songs from the first two eps um so it's bigger stronger an original version of don't panic um before they recorded it re-recorded it for parachutes which we'll get to see you soon is the only original not original but the only song that you can find in the blue room that you can't find anywhere else which is gorgeous um high speed which is also on parachutes it's actually the exact same recording right so you know if you own parachutes you don't really need to listen to the blue room version um then such a rush like i said so uh i don't think we need to talk about high speed and don't panic because we'll cover them in parachutes bigger stronger in such a rush we talked about so see you soon is this gorgeous sparse acoustic song just chris and vocals little organ beautiful harmony that comes in you're not gonna hear anything like this past parachutes until we get to my xyloto and maybe a little bit of ghost stories we'll talk about that mm-hmm. but see you soon as gorgeous
1: i don't know if you have anything else to add uh off the top of my head i don't remember how it goes um as soon as in you a, sing it in I will. a
0: bulletproof fest with the, the windows on so hear that hear that you only hear those harmonies <laughs> on top five disco
1: in a bulletproof fest with the windows all closed I'll be doing my best I'll see you soon in a telescope blend so when all you wants friends I'll see you soon Yes, it is very pretty. It's gorgeous. I uh, I tend to prefer um, Easy to Please. If I had to pick a pre-parachute's acoustic song... Easy to Please is just Trouble. I've ruin really it for you forever. It's not. It's, uh, <coughs> it's darker. It's more haunting than Trouble is. But Yeah, uh, it's got this kind of wishy... Whoosh yeah.
0: Whoosh. I actually... I think I read that they put the mics on the road outside the studio to like get that kind of ambient.
1: Oh, I love that noise. Yeah. you should do that in your recording. I also, uh, I did not know until you just told me, I thought brothers and sisters was their, uh, last EP before parachutes. I didn't realize it was before the blue room.
0: It was before bloom. Cause it was on a different record label and then parlophone picked them up before parachutes, I guess sort of reissued these songs that they thought, Hey, this is an introduction to this great band we're about to launch. Gotcha. Um, okay. So before that, just a little bit of drama history I heard I read or actually maybe we maybe they said it and we were just Adam and I were to prepare we were watching the concert videos they've got a bunch but I think I read also that Will was fired from the band yes for hard drugs or
1: something I don't no, I don't it's a good point actually That's I read that Will was
0: fired for hard drugs and then Chris felt so guilty he went on a drinking binge and he right. started getting well, the drinking bad.
1: binge quote-unquote <laughs> I, re- I think I read in an interview was one night where he got drunk <laughs> I swear to God, that's what I read. This is Chris Martin yes. for everyone. This is, this is,
0: <laughs> we'll get into a little bit why we don't think people love Coldplay, but I think Chris is just a goofy child at heart. He's just a lovely man. So lovable. But he's not your typical rock star life Badass, at all. Dark at all. Soul. Drinking binge one night because he felt so bad that he fired, out, fired one of the members. Anyway, I, I think eventually they asked him to return.
1: Yeah, I think he, he sort of begged him to come back. And then I heard that they, well, this is interesting. I didn't, I didn't, two and two together i guess i didn't realize it was a hard drug thing i don't know i didn't know what, what the reason was but i think after that they came up with this i don't want to be spending rumors i could be totally wrong <laughs> they said well, well they they started this rule of um you will be kicked out of this band anyone will have to leave the band if you do any sort of hard drugs um a lot of bands from the 80s could have lasted benefited benefited longer from benefited yeah from that um
0: yeah so everyone's back in the band everyone's raring to go they've got this five album deal parlophone debut album parachutes july 10th of 2000 so right at the cusp of the new millennium we get parachutes um this album before we get into obviously our thoughts and we'll rank our top five which by the way i don't know adam's top five which is kind of the fun part of this we've sort of been preparing do i know josh yes that too we We've sort of preparing this for a month we're listening we want to talk and we're sort of eager and excited but we wanted to at least hold back what our top five favorite songs are to sort of debate and talk through but um parachutes uh this album was freaking huge it was number one album in the uk uh it won best british album at the brit awards won a grammy award for the best alternative album even though the grammys don't matter we'll talk about that later <laughs> mercury pot prize nominated another british yeah. honor um uh yeah this album is pretty great beautiful it's gorgeous yeah it's actually just today or just the past couple of days turned fall here in the east coast just gonna say and this album is funny.
1: ridiculously autumnal yep yeah it's it's very it's, fall slash winter it's, it's very uh getting colder yeah definitely And because that's it's funny. so warm yeah that's what it and is and it's funny
0: that you say that because i think i've also told you that this album reminds me of the beach And I think that's because, A, the yellow music video is just Chris walking on a beach, and I remember that so vividly from being younger and getting into Coldplay. And then also, now that I'm looking at it, I have the records out here to look at for reference, but... The back album cover—I don't know why I thought it was the beach. They're just standing on a pier, <laughs> but, but yeah. they're outside and it's, it's blue.
1: Nothing special. Nothing about this is the beach. But it's funny because I—I I unfortunately am only two years younger. Granted, you're—you have a very uh, archaic personality. If that's archaic the word I'm personality. You like—you like, uh, Anac- you like you, anachro- anachronistic. Anachronistic. You like Nostalgic. touching the records, having yeah. you know the liner notes and all that stuff. I, in my mind, just think about the album cover, which is purely black except for a very warm True. orange glowing Your, globe and it feels know, very warm this, these are the that. halloween colors i just never thought about that until right yeah. now orange and black well this we album go. is i'm sure there's a lot of uh subconscious maybe references to autumn and winter but yeah. definitely extremely warm gorgeous album um it's just an incredible first I, album for the band. It is an amazing
0: debut album. Their songwriting is for the most part great. I think the production is so crisp. The it guitars, is. the drums. I think we talked maybe talked this a little bit. I asked you, is he using brushes on the drums? Because a lot of it sounds jazzy and soft.
1: So it's funny. The rockier songs. On Viva La Vida, it sort of comes back a little bit, which we'll talk about. But definitely, drum wise. He's playing sticks on some songs. He's playing, but he's playing uh, brushes and hot rods, which are these little bundles of like twigs, almost. Okay. And it's sort of a in between brushes and sticks kind of sound, but it has a little clickier kind of sound. Which uh, I think he actually he plays on the first track, which is "Don't Panic." Yeah. Which we can get to, but. <laughs> Yeah, do yeah. we want to go
0: through each track, just say what they are, or just launch right into our top fives? I think we can We can launch. Okay, so here we go. This, this is what we've all been waiting for. Top five favorite songs on Parachutes, the debut album. I think what we're kind of going to do is go back and forth. I'll say my five, Adam will say his five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one. We'll see if we have any surprise reactions and debates. I already know well we'll see um and then we'll sort of talk through them a little more in depth and see what we like about them
1: do you want to start sure um my number, number five
0: pick is spies spies okay my number five is everything's not lost Ooh. okay i'm already liking this i'm already interested to see what you <laughs> didn't put on right spies is not well it's be difficult it's, oh, such a, it's such rebuild. a great album
1: yeah um number four don't panic okay number four is sparks for me <laughs> Number 3
0: trouble. Number 3 is yellow. Oh man. Oh, do this we have is... everything do, We haven't repeated a song yet. That's that's good impressive. for Coldplay.
1: Well, here we go cuz number 2 is Sparks for me. Okay. Number 2 is Don't Panic for oh. me. And I think we have the same number 1. It's got to be which is Shiver, shiver is got to be number 1.
0: What's funny is I was expecting
1: Trouble to be a
0: little higher for you. Mm. Higher uh-huh. higher than 3? Higher Than three, I thought it was gonna be like your number one. Mm-hmm. I just hear you play it constantly on piano whenever you know we're back at our parents' house or yada yada, and I didn't include it. and I was scared you're gonna be mad because <laughs> Trouble was on the it was like number six for me. Uh-huh. I, I, I couldn't pick between Everything's Not Lost and Trouble. Um, okay, all right, so, so do you want to talk about uh, runner ups or no? No, 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 okay. we'll uh, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about a little bit of the other songs we didn't right. pick briefly, but okay, number five, I started with Everything's Not Lost
1: yeah open everything's not lost
0: we haven't we are starting at the end right. everything's not lost it's the closer of this right. album um but we'll talk about it a little in the beginning um don't panic one of my theories about coldplay why people don't like them or why people like to not like them is because they're not cool they're not a cool band when you think of cool bands people are a little edgier darker sadder coldplay is a happy band for the most part i'm not saying they don't go through stuff and they don't have sad music um ghost stories one of their albums is essentially all sad but to come out your debut album, don't panic. The you know uh, the first chorus being "We live in a beautiful world," and to end your album with "Everything's not lost," just the title of that, and also uh, just the whole sentiment is just so hopeful and glass half full, and everything's not lost. Um, it's a great ending to an album that's hopeful and peppy and happy, and it just makes me happy, and I love that about it. It's nice. It's it's funny. I feel everyone sort of thinks of Coldplay as a piano band. Mm-hmm. At least I do. But there's only a couple songs on the first album that have piano. I think it's Everything's Not Lost in Trouble. I don't think there's piano anywhere else. At least where piano is the main the main thing. Whereas on right. Russia Blood, the next album, it's almost every song yeah. has piano in it. Um, but it's nice to hear Chris Martin on piano. Then you get this killer bass riff, which Guy Berryman... God bless him. He has some nasty bass riffs that make these songs sexy, bass and
1: players groovy, in and general. I think underrated. are so underrated. Yeah. But it's really, I don't think it's just me. I, you really, it's it, it kind of seeps into your subconscious. I think a lot of people will listen to music, and I don't think they really realize or they definitely right. when they li- first listen to a song they're not focusing on the no. bass lines but like it really can shape a song and some of these bass players of a bunch of bands that I'm sure all of you listeners love are really <laughs> they're coming up with some Go hug stuff. a bass player next yeah, time you see them.
0: <laughs> But but yeah I mean I think that's another testament to it is that I I'm, I'm picking out these bass riffs when I'm listening not only because they mixed him well. I think a lot of newer bands and newer records, a lot of rock records have the bass mixed too low or it's too similar to what the guitar is doing that you can't really tell. A guy is a great bassist. And I think, and assuming he's written a lot of all these, written these bass uh, lines that are that pop and that are just so interesting. They're all sometimes counter melody. Again, I'm not, I don't know the music theory as well as you do. I don't know if I use that phrase correctly,
1: but they've got their own melodies within exactly. them. Exactly. That's yeah. my favorite, I mean, again, we will talk about this throughout their discography, but yeah. my favorite thing about being in a band and bands in general is what the band brings to the song. Right. So many people give the songwriters so much credit, which they deserve, but then the band comes in and comes up with their own part for every instrument. Right. And in, Definitely on this album, it's it's showcased a lot, just how every uh, member's part works together and yeah. creates this very unique orchestration of just the original song, which I'm sure was just brought in on piano. Piano or guitar, right. Right.
0: I, I don't know on this album if if Will is necessarily doing anything special. He's not very showy. He's not doing fills, but he is so tight.
1: Yeah. And, it's very know, jazzy.
0: I, yeah, very jazzy. And that's why it sort of sounds like brushes. And even, I mean, on the rockier songs, he's killing it. Um, okay, anyway, we're on just my five. Every, everything's not lost. Great ending. It's epic. I love that sort of final chord change where they change it up in the chorus. Oh, man. His falsetto sounds great. It's just this huge song. We'll get this also, but I think Coldplays, their closers are all yes. almost all amazing. All their yes. openers are great. They know how to open and close an album.
1: Either epic or just beautiful, gorgeous. Send offs. Sort of, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, absolutely. No, definitely in this song it's gets they get really bluesy and gospely with the chords that they use. Another thing that I don't wanna not not that we're giving anything away, but <laughs> much later in their discography, the, the the actual songwriting in terms of chords, not even just lyrics. I think just gets a lot more simple but there's a lot of bluesiness and jazziness in this album and i didn't do a lot of research on chris martin's religious upbringing but there's also a lot of spiritual god kind of influences i don't know if this whole gospel feel to the song is is influenced by that at all but I never thought of it as definitely. a gospel song. That's interesting. I'll listen to it that way it, m- More literally the the chords that he's using. It yeah. feels very... Um, and yeah, definitely my favorite part of the song. You already mentioned is is in the uh, the sort of epic whole band in... Um, right,
0: because it erupts from just being Chris and Piano to that great bass and these sliding guitars. Right. And then at the end, the but drums are pounding yeah, and it's there's this, this big...
1: Right, you already mentioned this very specific chord change that they do, which... Again, if you listen to the bassline, you'll you'll hear it. It's 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 pretty obvious, but it's it just makes it so great. And then literally just end the whole thing off with this pretty ethereal pad in the background and Chris's falsetto. And then yeah,
0: yeah. Eventually it bleeds into what will be a theme in a lot of Coldplay albums and songs. Is like a bonus track or an extra Fitting track. track. Right. Uh, life is for living. We don't need to talk about it necessarily. It's another life is for living. You know, we live in a beautiful world. Everything's not lost. Everything's going to be fine. Life is for living. There's a lot of positivity in this. Um, It's these optimistic
1: messages. I think this song, I definitely, I'm pretty sure Trouble as well. They might be tied in the theme. It's very, I never meant to do you wrong, that kind of thing. I think it was actually partly written for Will. I think I I I read somewhere that he was so torn, obviously the one night drinking binge, but he got, I think he was so upset about how he reacted to whatever went on. And, uh, I think it was, it was definitely a, an apology wow. to Will. And I'm sure as well, you can, he can relate it to. I wonder if he knows that and every time thing. he plays it, he's just like, I'm, sure. yeah, I'm so glad it was brought back. Um, all right, let's move on. Was, okay. The was, only thing I will say okay. is I think they should have ended it with everything. Everything's not lost. Hundred I'm all for such a, little, a beautiful. I totally ending. agree. It ends perfectly.
0: There's a couple songs actually in the future discography, which I, I, yeah we'll talk about okay your number five was Spies
1: she can't touch them, Spies, spies um, which I heard they wrote uh, as an ode to James Bond uh, I think they all interesting they all liked something about the James Bond series, and so it's kind of a song about uh running from spies and they're all watching you and that kind yeah. of thing and uh, yeah, it's got this very dark, secretive underground sound um, I don't know there's especially when the whole band kicks in. It's a. It it erupts. I mean, it's 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 perfect example of what I was saying before about the orchestration between every member and their parts. Uh, you got johnny's uh, not johnny uh, guys Killer, and then johnny's doing and will's got this awesome beat that doesn't even use a snare drum he's just hitting the toms it's just this very jungly kind of
0: yeah it's a lot of low-end drums a lot of uh jungle rhythm if you will yeah it is just so crisp i just every time i hear spies at the beginning it's just so crisp the vocals sound so good the production is just oh it's so nice and there's this what i like about parachutes is that they they don't use a couple hasn't got electronic but they have these sort of atmospheric effects sort of always in the background that make it a little hazy and eerie and
1: icy that i really like yeah. um but still very subtle compared to that's the what effects that they it, use that's what i'm saying later is, that, on. is that
0: right once we get to like milo where effects sort of take over I and mean this these are just these very subtle ambient noise in the background that give it some, something else besides just quiet in the background. Yeah. Spies is a good song. Yeah. There's, good there's choice. something, something about that, that, that put it at number yeah. five. And then you've got, I mean, Chris doing his classic falsetto in the chorus. they are Spies. And then and it just explodes. It's great. Yeah. Okay. Um, my number four was Sparks but you had that number two so we'll wait a little
1: bit to do that and my number four is Don't Panic which, which is I had your number two, two right? so
0: let's talk about Yellow which you okay. didn't even
1: include which I is crazy
0: look at the stars Yellow actually Shiffer technically was the first single. Uh-huh. I didn't know that actually. I thought you didn't was, either, So Yellow was the yeah. huge single. I mean, this song, I'm so proud of them. I can't believe this song was a hit, number one. There are a couple of reasons. First of all, there's no chorus to this song. There's no chorus. The chorus is the guitar. And the guitar is this distorted, screechy, dissonant riff. If you think if you like obviously are you yellow considering
1: is- Considering what I consider the chorus the pre chorus? your skin that's the pre-chorus oh, yeah. yeah absolutely the chorus is
0: oh i love you so interesting <laughs> it's, the, it's the guitar <laughs> so my point is that it's this heavy dissonant screechy awesome r- rock and opening especially for an album which is mostly these soft somber i mean they definitely rock too but it's the heaviest they get on the album is on yellow yeah um his falsetto sounds great it's this I think it's this lovely, loving melody. I think another thing that people don't like about oh, Coplay is their a little heart in their sleeve, very romantic. Look at the stars, look how they shine for you. Right. But you know what? He sings it with earnestness, earnestness that I like, and his falsetto sounds great. The pre-chorus is beautiful, especially when the background vocals come in. But yeah, it's a pretty bold hits, bold f- single to just no core. I mean, that I mean, maybe I don't know enough about the history of radio hits, but mm-hmm. it just seemed odd that that became. A hit single with no real chorus
1: um it's it's really funny you say that you I never s- i still way. consider that the chorus so That's i never pre-chorus. i never saw it as like a oh this is an interesting new type of song well, to be a radio what's hit. the chorus
0: to in my place same thing
1: i consider that the chorus no it's the guitar I think, riff. i don't think every song has a pre-chorus i think you can go but right the way it's verse- structured okay the right. way it's structured
0: <laughs> it's the pre-chorus to the riff chorus
1: I always consider that just like musical interlude number two. You're wrong. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Something about Yellow, aside from just like it's the most, I mean, Shiver is very rocky, which we'll get to, but it's the most just straight ahead, rocky, crunchy guitar you already mentioned. It's also, I feel like, lyrically and sonically the most happy on a pretty somber feeling record everything about it feels very right we haven't gotten to don't panic
0: yet but i did mention oh it's so hopeful
1: we live in a beautiful world but
0: don't panic is like this icy sad we'll get there uh yellow uh the harmony on the i drew a line when it finally comes in is is perfect uh i love when he changes his voice a little octave when he finally goes oh what a
1: thing to do Mm. that's all of his yeah it's always it's very important in songwriting I think, yeah to change things which up he does in the second lot, verse he does which, which is I, great he's a great and he usually finds great melodies Chris. to go to yeah it's great i love uh, i love the line and i love the way he sings for you i bleed myself dry right just that, just kind of, that, uh, yep, but there's something yep. about that that always that was like my favorite part of the yep. song um not to mention which they do a lot um is they add
0: another melody right at the end yeah when he's singing over it that's just a great We'll talk about this. We keep saying we'll talk about this, but we will talk about this. (laughs) We are Uh, talking about it. We are talking about it right now. Um, They don't always have the most traditional song structures for a pop band. Mm -hmm. They don't always just go verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Like for right now, it would be verse, chorus, verse, chorus, chorus, additional new chorus or whatever you want to call this. Anyway, I respect it. I read that Yellow was Neil Young inspired, Mm. which I can only really get in the falsetto. I don't listen to enough Neil Young to understand that. I don't think yet. Yes, that's right, Neil Young, <laughs> coming, um, coming 2024. The last thing, thing I'll say to.
1: about this song is uh, is that very last change he does to the second chord um, of the, look at the stars, look how they shine for you, that chord at the yeah. very end, just him and guitar, is so beautiful. He literally just changes the chord from major to minor. And with the melody he he chose, it works so well, and it's such a oh, it's such a gorgeous change. Yeah. It's I'm one of those things that that I didn't consciously know what he was doing to the chord until I went to the piano and was like, oh, that's, that's all awesome. he did was change it from major to minor, and it just. Oh, it's I so
0: love beautiful. that you can do that. I'm a little jealous. Adam is our resident music uh, theory expert. I wouldn't um, call it expert. Okay, but I don't know what a minor chord really is. So sure, I'm probably <laughs> going to say a lot of. That's fine. I'm going to
1: group minor dominant and diminished all in one clump for cool. when I discuss a lot of Coldplay songs. That's fine, that's fine.
0: But uh, yeah. Great song, great single. I think it a lot is. of people are sort of done with it because
1: it's ubiquitous. It, that might've been part of why I didn't have it on mine. But that's
0: one of the reasons I didn't have Trouble on it. That's so funny. Because you play it so much. Oh man, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, also, I'm not as big a fan as you are. Well, this, I guess we'll, that's a good transition. We're going into Trouble, You're number three.
1: And thought of all the stupid things I'd said
0: I'm not as big a fan as the repeating piano lines over chord changes, which I know is your favorite oh, thing of all my time. God. Okay, <laughs>
1: trouble yes. yeah, hit me It's not even trouble. just piano lines. Um, or any lines. Any like a riff sort of with a chord, yes, yeah, any chord sort changing. of riff, guitar picking line, anything that goes over changing chords uh, is just it's my. Sucker. It's my my shit. It's the you best. Could tonight. Yes, it really is. I don't want.
0: I love this song. This was For my sure. number. Like this is a beautiful. This is the first Coldplay piano song. First of all, yep. Um, it's also jazzy with that shuffle.
1: Ugh, it's so pretty. There's there's so much Johnny like weeping guitar. Ooh, all these like good bends word. down and bends up. It's so dreary in a great way. Um, obviously, that piano riff. It's like it just sounds like piano riff number 42 just some random like anyone you're can not play. talking about the song 42 i'm not It was funny i said that yeah. um we'll get to that too <laughs> but it's it's just there's something so beautiful about it i don't even know how i don't have like a lot to say about it it's interesting yeah. i have like 42. more specific things about other songs but there's something just so visceral about my reaction to the song mm-hmm. it's, it's gorgeous. um i love
0: but, when he goes never meant to oh do man that's the best yes Ugh. i mean
1: when the chorus comes in in general it just kind of splashes into this he starts wailing i never meant to cause you trouble and yeah that never meant to do it's like so pretty it works so well with it um yeah and again talking about his changes of you know melodies in the verse here am i in my little bubble it's like uh,
0: right. He just added a little. He just changed the octave a little bit, or, or added another note, or changed the note to make it just interesting enough that every verse is different. You're not just listening to same verse, chorus, same verse, chorus. He always makes it interesting. Yeah. It makes you. It makes him a great frontman. I think great vocalist.
1: And you My were writer. saying that uh, the the bridge was lifted from easy to please. Yes. Which. I have to. I'll have to compare the them. The same exact approach. One next to the other. It's a. It's an interesting bridge. It's honestly like. It's not my favorite.
0: It kind of comes out of nowhere
1: a little bit. It, it stops the whole song
0: because everyone stops.
1: And then that's it. And then it's just kind it goes of right back playing. And then they yeah. just grooving yeah. until the end. But still, just overall, that song is yeah. just so such a great.
0: Also, a single of theirs. Yeah, which is great. Um, okay, next, let's do. Don't panic. Yeah. Uh, Sparks. We'll do Sparks.
1: Don't no panic. Okay,
0: fine. <laughs> Don't <laughs> panic was my number two. So that's Adam's number
1: four.
0: opener um, and we I think we previously said it was actually on the Blue Room EP in a different version but this version is way better yeah. gorgeous full production you hear this guitar intro and then all of a sudden it just ex- I don't want to say explodes but it just the whole band comes in Everything's just so lush and taste such tasteful guitar effects and atmosphere Yeah, you have Will's shuffle with the brushes I think or yeah, that, hot rods that whatever you said that
1: beat is so infectious and clicky yeah, yeah. It's so uh, vibey.
0: It's just like, and it's short and sweet. Right. The the song's only about two minutes long. I've already discussed We Live in a Beautiful World as the guitar is sort of creeping up. Uh, It's just so pretty. It's such a pretty sentiment. Um, While the song itself is somber and beautiful and dreamy, and they have a little bit of a Weezer Green. This is just what I'll call any song that plays the melody the vocal melody as the solo, I call it Weezer Green because Weezer's Green album, That's they did for every song. Right. Anyway, they do that here. I don't know if you noticed. The, I did, just at on the, the piano, piano yeah. Yep. Oh, I guess there is piano in Don't Panic. Um, Johnny's got this lovely, slidey, delay-heavy guitar solo at the end that's just, yeah. oh my God, it's amazing. Um, and again, that also ends, everybody here's got somebody to lean on. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just very hopeful, very happy. If you're into bands just for dark sadness, Coldplay's not your band. Um, even not
1: though s- it's it, on this album in general it's a very ex- except for to me yellow and maybe parts of everything's not lost it's a strange contrast between some happy like a lot of happy hopeful lyrics and the songs themselves to me right. that juxtaposition sound sad right somber something yeah. like that i agree um, there was something i noticed just literally the the book tracks if you don't count uh life is for Living don't panic and then everything's not lost. It almost seems like it just kind of goes Rips from up. like, right, yeah. you're, uh, it, they kind of go together. It's like a similar um, message that they're trying to get across. Um,
0: not to bring anything current or politics into this, but to listen to a song called We Live in a Beautiful World and the song title being Don't Panic, I mean, there's, the whole nature of the song is, I'm assuming the world is shit, but remember that we still live in a beautiful world mm. and don't panic in this. I mean, that's going to be harder for a lot of people
1: right now but well also the thing that i i mean who knows what people know about coldplay um but well they're here to learn oh there we go <laughs> but there's something in this song it's it's like not all the songs that are quote-unquote happy or hopeful are just like are just talking about the hopeful part there's always the this is sort of the angst i'm feeling That's but point. then there's a but so it's like
0: it's acknowledging
1: right yeah yeah, it sort of seems like because I think also reading a little bit, a little bit about Chris Martin, he has a very sort of nervous personality. He, mm. uh, yeah, and so I think there's a lot of him sort of telling himself not to panic. Right, this is him. Yeah, that's a good. That's I like that. Actually, um, I think you
0: mentioned before we were talking a little bit about friends of ours who don't like Coldplay or who say they don't like Coldplay, and I think you said even your friends who don't like Coldplay love this song. Yes. Don't panic. Right. Yeah. Is there a reason just because, I mean, did they hear, I mean, Don't Panic was featured on like Garden State soundtrack. My My uh, friend Tim told me uh, he heard it on Rescue Me, I mm. think. I think there are a bunch
1: of scenes that have used this song and maybe that has made
0: it, give it a wider audience to people who don't. It's like, oh, that's Coldplay.
1: I, I mean, a lot of the people that I talk to specifically single out the first two albums in general, why this song is the one that they always go to. Mm-hmm. I actually, I don't know compared to some of the others. Um, I hope it's not that it's, so short <laughs> and that like maybe if the Coldplay song was two minutes longer they, they would find more to not like in it uh, uh, that's an interesting I I, I want to believe that's not true I think it's a great song
0: I think yeah, it's a great song No one can deny this is a great song yeah. I think there's very little to not like about this song I no. mean I can there are like yellow I can see people finding it way too hard on your sleeve okay look at the stars blah, like diary entry but Don't Panic is just gorgeous lush let's move on great song listen to Don't Panic <laughs> Yes. listen to this whole
1: album Um, Sparks Sparks is your number two It is my number two My number four It was fighting for number one It really was guy Berryman at his at his finest in general i didn't even mention this but the bass sound i mean we talked about the production on this album is great but the bass sound is so warm it is i think so it, nice. it's
0: just not busy i think a lot of their later albums especially milo Zylato, get way too bogged down in overproduction and too much sound that yeah listening to parachutes is is a breeze because it's so easy to listen to besides i mean that's nothing people maybe not like it's kind of easy listening there's a lot there are rock songs on here but a lot of it's just very pleasant and, yeah. and pretty and sparks is one of those sparks is this jazzy lounge sounding song with the shuffles again it's so pretty and acoustic and when the electric guitar does come in
1: it's so tasteful <sighs> it's so good it is it and, it and talk about fall this to me is the most fall song they have put out Maybe yeah. just in general, probably one of my, if I were to create a playlist of songs for autumn, this would be up there. It just mm-hmm. feels very rainy day. Um, rainy is usually in the spring. Oh, rainy, way. rainy autumn. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Those intro chords talk about getting minor and dominant and whatever. Again, mm-hmm. I don't, it's, it feels almost Beatles worthy. It really, like, there's something about the intro to this song that it just, it, the, the Like Yesterday is one of those songs that you listen to uh, by the Beatles. And it's just like all the chords just work perfectly together. There's something about the song in general or maybe just those that was intro chords it just ah this it just feels so good i can't mm. even i can't even scientifically explain it more than that listen to the song yes listen listen um, to all these songs well
0: i think at the end when we eventually post this well we, if you're listening to this you've already we've already posted it and you've heard it but hopefully we'll have a spotify or what have you playlist of our picks so you can sort of either listen along or just what we recommend as you know these are our favorite songs. We love these songs. Um okay, Sparks is great.
1: Um yes, but I'm not done. You're not done. Okay. I'm not. Um Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're done. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm next. done. No, okay. it's just uh yeah. So listen for the specifics.
0: I think we're ready to hit our number one song that we agree on. The number one song on Parachutes is unequivocally or yes. unequivocally, unequivocally unequivocally shiver objectively sh- objectively is the best song on this album sh- uh, shiver holy shit this is a song if you just listen to the song I
1: know you don't listen to me cause you say you see straight through me don't you
0: from the moment I I just there's so much to say it starts with this bright hopeful guitar opening and then it explodes with this riff this shuffle the band sounds alive they just sound like a freaking great rock band and then the drums slow it down you introduce this beautiful gorgeous melody by Chris and then one of my favorite guitar licks of all time
1: yes 100% if not the ba- I mean yes. it's,
0: this, this guitar is so tasty
1: I don't know like I do know why but I don't know why there's something just about the way it I think it's also the drums because
0: the drums are accenting each time he's hitting another note because he's doing. I mean, it's just, it works so perfect together. I don't want to spend too much time on this, even though I could spend the whole podcast talking about this song. Every, there's five parts of this song, and every
1: part is so perfect and and, different. It works for the song. Right. It doesn't sound
0: out of place. Everything just leads to the next one. I don't want to talk through every section. Uh, I don't know you can just close your eyes and you just get lost in this song i mean
1: yeah and his, his melodies are, are so they're yeah they're just it's just flowing with it he's going from lower register to higher register he literally yeah, keeps creeping it. up does. into his falsetto falsetto over the crunchiest riff it's like right. extremely dynamic song um dynamic is the perfect word for it because it keeps and the the, you know, the the bass is dynamic. The
0: bass is just popping, and the guitars are just going in and out of everywhere. Oh, man, when Chris does his his the best falsetto, and you know what I'm about to sing, which by the way, I apologize if my singing <laughs> voice isn't as good, but it's. And is this my
1: final chance? Oh, that was great, Josh.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> it's no, that so, it's, it's, his falsetto melody is so good. Yeah, oh.
1: it's it also very. This, to me, sounds the most Radioheady. on Really? Me. Yeah. I didn't think about that at all. Yeah. There's something about this one that feels... They extremely... have said
0: that this is a Jeff Buckley yes, ripoff. Yes, ripoff, I know. Which, to be honest, I don't know Jeff Buckley well enough.
1: Neither do I, which I've heard that I would love. Um,
0: we'll get to that. Actually, we might not. I didn't mention this at the beginning of the podcast. One of the things we want to do is to go with the theme of five is we only want to go through bands and artists that have at least five albums to sort of give us enough to talk about and sort of dive through the discography. Maybe eventually we'll do a special episode of bands that have only put out one or two albums, like right. Jeff Buckley. Anyway, um, also the,
1: the lyrics on this song, which in general have with you, me, lyrics, lyrics come last.
0: Um, I'm the same way, actually. I know people who feel the opposite where they, I'm always hearing about the melody first and yeah. listen to the music. Well, it's like
1: I can know a song by heart, and still not even be thinking about what I'm saying and what they've been singing. Gotcha. And this is something where I just love this sort of like pathetic, obsessive, unrequited love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it just, it kind of works with the music. It's just this like neurotic, ever changing song. It's, uh, yeah, this, it's an incredible, seriously incredible song. I think one of their, one of their best on the first album. Yeah. Uh, what a, What a Derek Jeter spot is what I call the number two track. Whoa, I like that. (laughs) Uh, He was number two? Yeah. I know his his number was number two. His number was number two, and he was I should know that. I'm doing my Yankee fans a disservice.
0: Okay, so that shiver number one song on parachutes we both agree listen to it right now stop this podcast let's quickly go through the ones we didn't talk about very quickly and then move on to the second album um we basically talk, i mean we hit everything right damn panic shiver spy uh, sparks yellow trouble pa- oh, parachutes, parachutes. So the title changed. track is just this pretty little less than a minute ditty forty-five seconds it's pretty or something. i really like it listen to, it. <laughs> listen to <the> <laughs> it yeah high speed which we saw was previously released on the blue room it's it's nice. It's got nice atmospherics. Another crisp acoustic strumming song. Beautiful, spacey guitar noodlings. Johnny sounds great. It it sounds like the old EPs. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a little bit. I don't want to say filler because I th- still think this is a pretty great album. No, I'm but with
1: you. It's it's definitely. If I had to skip a track, it, w- it would it would be this speed. one. It's uh it's interesting. It was obviously because it was mixed before. I mean, it's it's completely recorded and mixed before. I didn't know that though. I didn't think it sounded Parachutes. different. I did, and and I think the reason was. It has the most um, upfront, ethereal, spacey uh, pads in the back. Everything else mm. is very understated, but this one has like very like uh, overstated, windy vibes. It, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like um, the other EPs, I right? Agree. And uh, yeah, like Did the, you, cor- the chorus isn't that great. No, it's not. It's, uh, it's okay. Yeah.
0: Did you notice that the baseline is a ripoff of "Come Together" by the Beatles?
1: Ooh. no I love that though I just, yeah. I just noticed that and
0: there's a couple times they rip off the Beatles and you know what if you're gonna rip off a band you might as well rip off the Beatles yep. they
1: the best band the oh I'm ready for the next one because there's one very specific one I know from an upcoming album so do I um, actually there's two
0: uh, We Never Change this is the first time now I think we I, we talked about it briefly I think you pulled uh, one of your friends and asked what their favorite songs by Coldplay were and they said
1: We Never Change we never one change, of them yeah.
0: this is is the first time chris's vocals can get kind of annoying to me
1: The we never change. yeah
0: it's just like all right it's just kind of sleepy it's a nice acoustic it's tasteful it's pretty it's fine i think high speed and we never change are just whatever
1: this honestly was maybe sorry jake. <laughs> yeah my friend jake is Shout the one who jake. said that but to be honest i kind of agree with him this was fighting probably really? for a spot yeah i always really it was one of those like when i first started listening to the album i'm sure i like skipped to some of the more popular tracks whatever and then i found this one this is still years ago but so i love this effect it always it yeah it always felt like a cousin to sparks maybe it was just the the chords he was playing on guitar i don't know it's something really beautiful and again the wailing yeah the guitar is beautiful i can't deny that uh i think i mentioned before I know
0: I didn't maybe we talked about this before there are times when Chris Martin's vocals he can't hit the notes and it's endearing and there's times where he can't hit the notes and it's annoying and I think this isn't that he can't hit the notes but he's sort of doing that I want to live life he's just doing this thing where he's barely hitting the notes and purposely trying to make it sound rough that I don't I think
1: it's kind of annoying you don't you don't jive with it I don't jive Um, I do like the line, something as it's, it doesn't really make sense. Maybe it does. I want to live in a wooden house where making more friends would be easy for some reason. Whenever, whenever I listen to that song, I always cued into that. It just seems so simple and heartfelt and doesn't really make much sense, but it Anytime I talk badly, I mean, these are
0: not bad songs. These are good songs. Oh, absolutely. But I think in the context of these other great songs, I sort of don't like them as much. Okay. We never change That's wraps up parachutes. Only took an hour. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the first episode of Top 5 Disco, part one in our in-depth discussion, dissection, debate, and analysis of Coldplay's discography.
1: Now that we've discussed the early history and recordings of the band, and gone through their debut record, tune in next time where we go over their next two albums, A Rush of Blood to the Head and X and Y.
0: But before that, we want to know your thoughts, your opinions, and your personal top fives for Coldplay. What are your top five favorite songs on Parachutes and why? What songs on the early EPs do you think are worth listening to?
1: Subscribe to this podcast, find and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and post your lists and thoughts so we can continue this discussion after the broadcast ends. Also, don't forget to tell your friends and family all about us. Find all the Coldplay lovers and haters in your life and have them give us a spin.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we clearly had recording it. Tune in next time, and remember, it's really all disco.